welcome everyone to the Anthony and Todd Show, a weekly podcast that critiques and memes the music. Why did you say that? The music. So drawn out. What is it? Uh, Report of the week, food, review. <laughs> is that his name? Report of the week? I have no it's idea. It's review bra. I know, and that's one I know. Yeah. I'm your host, Vincent, aka I wish I could deleter this anti-flag album. I'm joined by my ever tentacos, my best friend, my pal, my amigo, my droog, Jonathan. AKA, I thought the neon skyline was a gay bar. We, we don't know and that. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know that. Uh, this is episode 125 of the Anthony and Todd Show, an episode we would like to call, Are You Pro-Flag or Anti-Flag? I said this to myself earlier, um, and I said something that came out wrong. Yeah, I think you can probably figure it out. Yeah, so I made sure probably the that. joke I made about this last week when we were <laughs> talking about like, can I just make that my AKA and you said no. <laughs> uh, this is I already said this uh, episode one twenty five, but today we're covering the latest projects, new projects, another new week of music from Andy Schaff with his latest record, The Neon Skyline. Holy fuck! Holy fuck! Holy fuck, Batman! Uh, with the leader, and then finally anti flag with 2020 2020 vision <laughs> I, I should be condemned for making that joke tyler deserves better yep. uh before we start if you want to follow the anthony and todd show you can find us on twitter instagram facebook at the anthony or at anthony and todd you can find us youtube.com forward slash the anthony and todd show Podbean, apple podcast google play podcast spotify stitcher by searching the anthony and todd show on your favorite podcast service and then you can find us uh Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the Anthony and Todd show. And yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all. Uh, are you ready to go to the neon skyline? I heard it looks really pretty. Yeah, but if it's anything like regular skyline, I'm going to have to pass. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't even think of that joke. That's a good joke. Oh, the, the fucking the red goo they give you at skyline. It looks like a ketchup bottle, but it yeah. isn't. It's hot sauce. That's yeah. disgusting. It, skyline in general is disgusting. Trevor loves it. I hate. I okay. I hate. Trevor Skyline. loves it in an ironic way. So I hate Skyline because I hate chili just yeah. in general. I just don't like chili. But I have to extra hate Skyline because my fiance used to work for Gold Star, and you can't like both. You have to. <laughs> you have to only choose one. Apparently, so since she used to work for Gold Star, she's all about that Gold Star and fuck Skyline. I don't like either of them to be There's honest. There's this. Uh, this uh, like. Uh, a ring i don't know what be jeweler that is somewhere in fairborn and it's right in between a, like a gold star chili <laughs> and a udf i can't think of a more, more reliable place to buy my jewelry yeah from somewhere in between two iconic franchises <laughs> i like udf but like it's in the same hub it's not like a separate building it's in the same hub that sounds about right <laughs> that sounds perfect actually <laughs> honestly like Try, are you trying to tell me that's not the perfect date? You go get some <laughs> shitty fucking chili, you go get some ice cream, and then you go buy a ring. <laughs> Alright? That's 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 I think you're thinking date. I think you're taking things a little bit too fast in that scenario. No, I'm not saying that's like your first date. <laughs> God, no, that's just like a date. You've been dating for a little while. Go buy a ring. We've been dating for no, a while. No, I'm not saying we, I'm just like in general. Um so yeah, time to go over the latest. Andy Schaff album, The Neon Skyline. Andy Schaff 
Regina, Saskatchewan singer and songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, who I mostly know uh, from hearing his album The Party back in 2016 uh, in my music director days. I'll say the same thing later on for Holy Fuck. Uh, Quick question, though, was he party rocking? I hope so. (laughs) One can only hope. Uh, The reason I like The Party so much is a lot of his quaint performance. I loved his moany, subtle, drawn-out expression i love the kind of almost baroque pop inspiration uh baroque pop mix of uh classical instrumentation with uh indie pop music i just thought it was a fun light album that's uh, a constant album that takes place around different people in a party and tells a bunch of different sketches and stories i thought it was pretty cool i had hits like the magician quite like you the worst in you and also to you which has a, a killer bad bad not good cover which i think is off their late night tales compilation that you should check out uh it was nominated for the polaris uh music prize which is essentially the canadian version of the award that dave won that's not coming into my head currently the, the british one the british one it's yeah. essentially the canadian version it's the so. canadian british one i can't think what it's called i know it's sponsored by hyundai i think it's called Mercury the, Prize. It's oh. the British version of the Mercury, or the Canadian version of the Mercury Prize. Uh, this new album. I'm surprised I'm not just the Maple Prize. <laughs> <laughs> I had to quickly swallow that water so I could get that joke out before you moved on. Uh, he also did a side project called Fox Warden in between uh, the party and this release, which I, I, we were going to review it at some point back in 2018. And I tried starting I wasn't, that. I wasn't here you yet. weren't here. This is before a long, long before you're a gleam. Then in it my doesn't eye. matter. Um, but I, I tried. We're gonna review it at some point. And I tried starting the album around five or six times, and I was never able to finish it. It was so fucking boring. That was like me with Fontaine's DC before <laughs> we finally just decided to review it. Uh, but this new album is more what I liked about the party. It has more of uh, his ability to express his really quaint persona and bring us some fun light singer songwriter ballads um it ha- this new album takes place in a dive bar with the main character reconnecting with his ex-girlfriend and it has a very heavy paul simon influence throughout um i like this jonathan doesn't really care for it it's i it, i've listened to it a couple times every time i re-listen to it i just get more bored there's very little on this album that does anything for me. Like, musically, instrumentally, it's just, it's pretty generic in terms of that genre. Lyrically, nothing really, like, stands out as being that particularly interesting. Sometimes it gets kind of pretty cliched. I think, as a whole, uh, comparing this album to his last, I think his last album had, like, since it was a bunch of sketches and they weren't, they're all intertwined with a theme. Yeah. You get like more cooler moments throughout that are like definite songs. This works more as an album. See, but like, that's the thing. I can, I'm okay with concept albums. I love concept yeah. albums. My favorite album of, second favorite album of all time is a concept album. Yeah. It's The Wall. Like, I love concept albums. However, just because you're a concept doesn't make your concept inherently interesting. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying just because it's a concept. Yeah. I'm saying I like this. I don't think here. The story I still have problems with. You said it's cliche. I think at times definitely. I think the whole the, the dust kids or whatever that one is or talking about like reincarnation. I, was just, I actually think that's very fitting for that theme. It's like it's whatever, but it's as somebody I don't think who here's studies. Buddhism yeah. and reincarnation 
it's all the same shit I've heard a thousand times. Yeah, and I guess like it kind of fits because I don't expect people to really think that deeply about that shit anymore. Because I've, I've heard people talk about it so clichedly forever. Yeah. But like at the same time, you're just another one of a million saying these yeah. fucking things. So here's why I like Dust Kids. Um, it's not the like them being, oh man, this is trippy shit thinking about it's more of like this is a conversation that actually take place at a dive bar two people getting really intoxicated and having deep conversations yeah. i think it's a very fitting of the setting um i think this thing gets a bit cliche i think in the first and the third act we need more in the first act uh when he's so basically how this thing works is when he when he realizes his girlfriend's back in town and he's reminiscing about their past, I think we need more, uh, more explanation of their descent. If that makes sense, we need to see more of the descent because we see them get into a fight, uh, in, uh, 13 hours. And then we see them, uh, she cheats on them and things I do, but we need, I, I think I need a little bit more there in Marriage the end story. This is not, what marriage story this is not. i haven't seen marriage story basically it's an entire movie dedicated to why two people broke up is that is that the one where adam driver says the n-word i don't know. is that the one where he makes nachos and has sex maybe <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it is uh the last tag is essentially just kind of two or three tracks how you view it i think i view more as two and it's more of him reflecting that in this relationship after reconnecting with his ex-girlfriend that he decides he's going back in some old characteristic traits of being more uh being jealous being paranoid and he realizes he can't trust her and the relationship ended for a reason and he wants to change and he kind of wants to have a fresh start and he goes in the fire truck talking about the story about how the family's house caught on fire and how he kind of envies their new fresh start and getting to build something new but i also think we need to see more of that. Yeah, there's... I just think... I think the second act's pretty decent in giving the plot points. The first act and third act need buffing. And so I think just, this whole thing needs buffing, to be honest. Because, like, nothing here interests me. Nothing here made me care. The music, like, itself wasn't interesting enough to make me, like, care about the plot more to, like, pay attention to it. The plot wasn't interesting enough for to pull me through the music. Yeah. Nothing here is complete or interesting enough to make me care about the other one yeah so it's just it's a everything's just dull and a dud to me uh i like this i think uh the production on this there's some nice warm strings it brings this like friendly atmospheric warm vibe it brings a sense of nostalgia at times i really like how the trumpets and the saxophone come together and bring a bunch of lovely vibes i like how the keys can be uh sort of uh breathy at times and bring a, a breath of fresh air but they can also be just very hard solid melancholic i love the acoustic guitars on this i think it brings just this nice folky vibe that's just very light friendly inviting i think uh andy Schaff's voice throughout this he has some catchy hooks i think they're not anything the most impressive hooks i've heard all the time but i think they really work for the, the category of this album um yeah overall i just i dig this i think it's cool i think there's some cool things um one thing i want to talk about is uh living room or yeah living room where um uh, another one of the characters in the story tell talks about how uh a story about how when she was little she showed her dad who just recently came home 
a picture she made for him early in the day and he's like go go show your mother he doesn't care because he's just so exhausted and then she ends up doing the same thing to her son i think just little narratives like that helped expand this world and i think they're more interesting and maybe if we go back to more of the sketches idea yeah uh with with some if he goes back to the sketches idea for more of his later work i think it'd probably be a little bit better because i think he has some he kind of gets focused on these little bits like it's kind of i don't know when i was listening to this just kept getting this like this is like a very tame non-drawn out not as interesting sun kill moon because like he gets like some of those like the focus on these little bits but like whereas like Mark, Co- I can't pronounce his. Mark Kozlov lives in those yeah, bits. Yeah, he lives in those bits, and he can drag those bits out. He he's aware of his own his own meta at yeah. this point. And like, but like he does it in a way that like even though like it drags on, it seems like it's taking forever. It's somehow very intriguing. Sometimes sometimes it's super fucking boring. And I don't yeah. give a shit. Like and um, I also want to die in New Orleans. But at other times you have like Joey always smiled. Where like it's. He lives in these moments, and you kind of feel like you're living in those two. That never really happens to me. Honestly. Yeah, I think it's sometimes he he gets caught up, and I, I think maybe for the better sometimes because uh, living room is a good track. But I think sometimes he tries he's trying to pull across this this whole entire n- linear narrative, but he gets focused on these like little things that really don't really complement the world. Especially yeah. in the runtime that we get, this is only like thirty-three minutes, thirty-four minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed this. I thought it was pretty good. I had fun with it. Um, I think there's definitely improvements. I think his last album is definitely better. I don't think this. There's nothing like bad about this album. It's not like a, a horrible album. It's not offensive to my ears to listen to. I just I, I can't bring myself to find anything here to care about. Yeah. Uh, keep in mind those scores. If you tell me this right now, I'm feeling a seven. I'm feeling. I don't care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and. Uh, I will have I'll do uh, this will be my NA NA 10 because I I, there's nothing here for me to hold on to to connect with to find a score I just I don't there's nothing here for me at all okay well I delete her your opinion actually don't I don't give a fuck about your opinion I was just trying to come up with a cool holy uh, fuck that was that was an album Oh, I thought you were going to say, holy fuck, that was a bad transition, Vincent. And I would respond with, yes, Vincent, that is a terrible transition. You would you would start speaking to yourself yes. as Vincent? Yeah. Holy fuck, you have problems. Like Mark Kozlov, I'm aware of my own meta. Are you? <sighs> kind of. Maybe. I know I'm annoying and stupid, and yeah. I tell really bad jokes. You definitely jokes. are both of those things. Uh, time to go over the latest, holy fuck, album. Or as my friend Seymour goes, holy fuck. That was a little bit too high. It was a little too high. Try it again. Holy fuck! And I can't do it anymore. I'm just not in the mood. Yeah. I, I guess I'm just not mentally in that place. I'm not in the Seymour mindset right now. You, but uh, You deleted that part of your of brain. Maybe for the better. Uh, time to go over the latest Holy Fuck album. Deleter. Holy Fuck is a Toronto electronica slash electronic rock band. Can I say one thing? What? Here, real quick. I, before this album, had never heard anything from this band at all. Part of that was on purpose. I like knew of like the band. I had heard the name before. And I'm going to say this. Their name is bad. It doesn't work for them. Because I am of the firm belief that your name needs to, in, the, we, in some aspect, reflect your music. And there are some really good examples of that. Um, Crass. Great band. Very vulgar, in-your-face punk. Crass is a good fit for them. Uh, anal word I'm not going to say. Um, he's just a vulgar, 
horrific, in-your-face, disgusting band. Their name fits. When I saw the name, holy fuck, every fan I thought of was like, oh, okay. They're one of those shitty pop punk bands who thinks they're edgy and cool. That does sound like that, that type of band. <laughs> and so I refused to listen to them. And then you told me I was going to review them, and I kind of hated you for it. And then I was like, oh, that's not what they are at all. So they just need a better, more fitting name. I, I don't know. I like their name, but I understand your opinion. That does sound like a pop punk name, thinking about it in that context. Uh, Holy Funk is currently consisting of... Holy Bro- Funk. That's a good name. Holy, did I say Holy Funk? You said Holy Funk. I should that's, have been... a, that's a good name. That's a decent name. That's actually semi-fitting for them because there's some funky moments on <laughs> Uh Currently consisting of Brian Borscher Dirt. I don't, I don't know. Borgert. Borgert. Don't wow. say that. And Graham Wash on keyboards and effects. Matt Punchy McQuaid on bass and Matt Scholes on drums. I'm mostly familiar from an album I received back, and I'm gonna say this again. I can't believe I'm saying this twice. Only my my radio. Uh, what was I? I was a radio. I was the music director. That was my role. I completely forgot about it for a second. But uh, this is one of the albums that was sent my way, and I enjoyed it at the time. Uh, it was very bassy, heavy, thick, distorted. Um, and it kind of just fell out of my memory. I remember really enjoying the cl- track House of Glass. And I just completely forgot about this act until I saw, oh, they put out a new album. And I was really interested in going into it. Uh, this album is, in a sense, different from what I remember their last album being. Because it's way more calming. I wouldn't know. Yeah. I, saying my memory. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's way more, uh, not calming. Calming is probably, it's not like an ambient techno album. There's an atmosphere like, to it. There's a ch- more chilling, breezy, um, how else? It's a very good album to run to. That's what I was telling Trevor. I just think it would make a killing killer album to run to. Because yeah. I think it really progresses well. All these tracks have this nice, uh, almost, I don't want to say wholesome, but they have this nice, uh, just like, progression of just ideas, scope. Just some easy electronica nothing i think uh nothing on this is completely innovative no um i get influences or not influences but i get shades of chemical brothers especially their last two albums not like their big beat area albums but uh especially uh no geography i get shades of how the percussion and synths work with each other like uh, a more tamed down version of battle or no yeah battles and i get some psych rock contemporary psych rock influence like some like new wave yeah, but influence. Uh, uh, I get some t- contemporary psych rock influence like Tame Impala and Pond. And it's not surprised that uh, Nicholas All broke a Pond's on here. I listened to this and I was pretty surprised because I think for the runtime, these ideas are very simple. Mm-hmm. There's nothing completely new on here, but I think they work really well. Um, there's some switch ups later on. They get into like San Sebastian. They get into more Kraut Rock territory, which yeah. I thought was really cool. That's probably my favorite track. Off the um. I think the outro Ruby is the, the best example of how uh, the progression and the movement of the track feels like you're running. It's that steady progression and that yeah. steady speed and chase. I, I love that moment. It reminds me a lot of that uh, that Wahada track running, which is, is the perfect example of another uh, track that's like great for, to run to because it's that, that amazing progression and just the movement and the feel of the track. I think is epic, and this has the same vibe. Uh, there's some vocalist. There's some vocals on here. That's probably my biggest problem with this album. So the album has a lot of vocals at times, yeah. but they're not. I, I'm, they're I'm not really uh, highlighted. They're pretty. Yeah, low in the they're mix. lo-fi in the mix. Um, they're lo-fi on their own, and then they're also kind of buried in the mix. And these have some 
features so they advertise features but they're kind of buried yeah. like and these are some pretty higher names or at least noble names like alex alexis taylor of hot chips on here angus andrew flyers is on here so they fit um i like the texture of them yeah but i think from a lyric occasional lyric i'll hear i think there's like an overalling theme of like trying to have a fresh start and find a purpose in it and a meaning um and i also i, I read in a, a review because i wanted to learn more information about this band because i couldn't find like any press releases or anything um so i checked out uh, like a bunch of reviews and a bunch of articles about this album and i read from which one and i don't know which one that this was recorded at third third man records jack rock uh, Jack White's record label. I have no idea if that's actually true. I can't validate I it. I can see it. But it, it was recorded on like New Year's or something like last year. I, I don't know if any of that's true. Yeah. I'm, I take it with a huge pincer salt. Um, but I, I think the theme of this album is starting new, new ideas. And it in my memory of their last album, it's a new style or at least a, a, a newer aesthetic. Yeah. Because there are some moments that remind me a bit of their last album. I think after moment, they get a little bit more bassier. They bring more guitars, a mm. little bit more frantic guitars into the mix. I think the guitar chords are pretty simple across this entire thing. There's nothing yeah. too super compelling, but I like how they appear later on. Mm -hmm. They're not too present in the beginning. Um, but yeah, the vocals on this are, are kind of buried in the mix, and I get ideas of themes, but like I don't know if that... I, I can't there's, understand them. Yeah, there's, they're too low in the mix. They're too not featured they're just kind of another sound in the yeah which isn't necessarily a bad thing because yeah, like we've I, talked about tons of bands who do that and that we appreciate it for we um last year we talked about bad breeding where yeah. they did that and yeah we talked about lightning bolt where like they kind of did that that wasn't like the main issue of lightning bolt yeah. music so um because i like the texture they add and it, it gives me that like nice psych rock feel especially more in the second half yeah uh i think the synths are really breezy uh, I think they really they bring a lot of wind atmosphere to this album. I think this thing's very chilling at times, which is nice. Um, very cold too, which I enjoy. Uh, I don't know. I, I like the progression of the ideas of sounds on this album. I like how the opening tracks like six minutes and it feels very short to me. Yeah, I just like the progression. I like uh, Alexis Taylor just completely saying, uh, repeating, I want to scrap all of this and start over again. Mm -hmm. Kind of studying this idea. Maybe they're moving in a, a new progression. Um, so it's a, it's a, I dig it. I dig it. It's not, there's nothing inherently new, but it, it, it reminds me of... This is like some great innovative album. Yeah. But like, it's a nice, easy listen. It's good to listen to. It's not challenging in any way. Yeah, they, they could be way more experimental. Yeah, but I, like it's it's if you're wanting just a nice, chill, easy listen, it's a good album. Yeah, um, it's kind of ambient, not really. Yeah, because it's not ambient. It's not, not ambient. Not it's just, even close, it has a lot of atmosphere to it. Yeah, shockingly, um, it reminds me of uh, the not the Com Trues album we reviewed, but the one he put out before that. I can't remember uh -oh. the name of it. It's just a solid composition of a lot of fun tracks that really isn't reinventing the genre, but it's having a lot of fun what it's doing. Yeah. And I enjoyed it for that purpose, and I think I enjoy this the same way. Uh, so keep in mind, all scores are futile and meaningless. Right now I'm feeling a uh, 7+, plus to an uh, 8 minus on this. I enjoyed it. 6.5 to 7, yeah. Okay. And uh, that's it. I, I really hope, holy fuck, uh, 
comes out something sooner rather than later because I enjoyed this and I thought it was really breezy and fun. And now I'm going to get rid of my glasses because I don't want 2020 vision anymore. <laughs> Time to go over the latest anti-flag album. 2020 vision. No, you did it wrong. 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020 vision. vision. <laughs> um, anti-flag. <sighs> Pittsburgh punk rock band. Or would you classify them as punk rock band? Technically. Yeah. Here's, here's how I view anti-flag. Anti-Flag is a band I've used kind of similarly to Rise Against. Now, you might recognize from our brief conversations, I actually kind of enjoy Rise Against, and here's why. Anti-Flag and Rise Against are Baby's first punk band. They are these, like, non-traditional, like, pop-punk bands. Um, Rise Against has never been pop-punk. They've always kind of towed the line between melodic hardcore and I think a lot of their themes have been pop-punk. Yeah. (laughs) Especially their later albums. Yeah. But, like, musically, they've always kind of towed the line between melodic hardcore and just alternative rock. And then most of Anti-Flag has kind of been, like, melodic hardcore and then just kind of very bland, toned-down, toothless punk music. And they're, like... Basic punk catchiness that's not like pop punk catchiness. So like they're the band that you first listen to that's not a pop punk band. You're like, oh hey, punk music's a thing. And then so you kind of if you if you actually start appreciating punk, you move on from them. You find better <laughs> bands. They will never remain your favorite punk band unless you just have zero interest in moving past them. <laughs> so you can look back upon these bands and you appreciate them the way I appreciate Rise Against because they were Baby's first punk band. And then I moved on. And I you're found, Big Baby. And I'm Big Baby. <laughs> and I moved on. I found better punk bands. But I still have like that kind of nostalgic like appreciation for Rise Against. I don't have that for Anti-Flag because they weren't my first punk band. Because while I did hear them around the same time as Rise Against, here's the thing about Rise Against. Uh, their vocalist uh, doesn't suck. And they're not cliched as hell. Actually, I don't know. From uh, like the amount their of, earlier albums, yeah. like their last couple albums, yeah. But like, I wasn't baby back then. That was adult Jonathan listening to like trying to re-listen to like an old nostalgic yeah. band. Like, yeah, wow, this is kind yeah. of shit. But like, <laughs> Anti Flags always kind of sucked. Yeah, like Rise Against. They have two like actual hardcore albums. Then they have Siren Song of the Counterculture, which is like a pretty fantastic melodic hardcore album. And then they have um, Suffering to Witness, which is like Baby's first punk album. And then they have um, the fucking Appeal to Reason, which is just shit. It's alternative rock. And then after that, they kind of went back to like Siren Song of the Counterculture, and they've kind of stuck in that frame ever since. Or not Siren Song, um, Suffering to Witness. And they've kind of stuck there ever since. Whereas Anti-Flag has gone from their first album, which is like this weird wannabe anarcho-punk album that sucks and like doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes, like what the, they're doing, because it sounds like they're trying to be like both crass and clash at the same time, yeah. despite the fact that those two bands didn't like each other. Um, can I ask you a question about anarcho-punk? Yeah. It's okay. So I'm not I'm not the most uh, informed. I I know some qualities of anarcho-punk, but is yeah. there any themes of anarcho-punk besides lyricism? Really? Yeah. So anarcho-punk is kind of this vein. It's it's. It formed at the same time when, like, punk was transitioning from its original state to hardcore. 
And so it has like elements of hardcore punk while still elements of like the original punk movement. But it's also the movement that was most into experimentation. So you also have like the earliest stages of like noise punk coming out of it. And so it's kind of this, it has artistic qualities that are like apparent for all of them, but it's also notable for like the fact that it doesn't really give a shit about mm -hmm. like traditional artistic like genre labels but you have like bands like crass have like hardcore mix of like experimentation you have flux of pink indians which is hardcore mix of noise and experimentation you have conflict which is more just hardcore along with like subhumans but like it's the combination of like the lyrical themes plus the more artistic looking at punk yeah. as like an actual art movement yeah so but so like it wanted to be anti-flag keeps on i keep on here seeing them defined as anarcho punk yeah and that's why i'm super confused because so, it doesn't seem like <laughs> their first album was like a wannabe anarcho punk album and it's pretty shit um there's like one decent track on there called die for your government um but other than that i can't listen to that album they're all their other albums are pretty shit i would say like their first album's probably their best one still um I'm really shit on Anti-Flag right now for a reason. Um, one thing that's always bothered me is they want to call themselves like an anarcho-punk band and they take like influence from anarcho-punk bands, but then they are so fucking non-committal with their politics. Like you have a fucking band like Crass who has an album called Yes Sir I Will, which is a basically one single song that's 50 minutes long. It's all just a fucking angry, pissed off railing against like Margaret Thatcher and like British government. And then you have anti-flag who are like, yeah, like people were just like, oh, is anti-flag anti-American? Like, no, 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 we're not anti-American. Like, no, fuck you. Be anti-America. <laughs> you can't be anarcho-punk, which when their American anarcho-punk movie had a band called fucking Reagan Youth, where they're literally comparing Reagan to Nazis in their fucking name title. And be like, yeah, we don't want to we don't want to be anti-American. And they even said we don't want to like directly reference any like living politicians or any like singular individuals. Their politics have always been, like, generally speaking, leftist, but super noncommittal. And, like, never really taking a stand for something, just complaining about things. And it's just... That's this album. That's this album. That's this album. That's I what I got at. I will say, however, as this whole rant where I've basically just called Anti-Flag shit a bunch, because they are shit. Um, this album is one of the best albums they've done in a long time. <laughs> like, listening to the album they released, like, right before this, and the series they've done since they got a major record label, this is probably their best since that major record label. That's been, like, two decades ago. This is their best album in decades. And that's sad, because this album still is kind of shit. Um, it's not kind of shit. It, it is, is shit. shit. Um, so, being forefront... And this is not this is this is kind of just like a not a huge statement because where we are at currently, but this is the worst thing I've heard this year, which yeah. makes it the worst thing I've heard this decade so far. Yep. Um this is the most toothless punk album that is so but here's the thing, it has more edge than they've had in a long time. I don't I don't have that context, I know. so I don't That's give a the fuck. crazy part. Uh their vocalist, their vocalist, because I know there's the, There's two, they, there's they, Chris Two and then some like Justin Fucker. <laughs> That's such a fucking stupid name. Because there was another Chris. And I know, just, I think it's stupid. Here's a, here's what I find <laughs> hilarious, okay? Again, this is something that like a lot of like punk bands if they gave themselves like fake names. They're like, oh if you have like the sex pistols with Johnny Rotten and Sid Vicious as their fake names. You have Crass, where they would like do like Penny Rimba 
called and like these references to like classical like figures and like political thinkers and then there's like I'm Chris too. <laughs> At least he's not Chris times two. That's true. Uh, so Justin, wait, is that a John times two? This fuck you, John no, times two is good. No, that was, shit. I was saying because at least he's not the better thing. Oh, you know, yeah. Um, so Justin Sane and Chris two share vocal duties on this, and they're both terrible. One's distinctly worse. The, I don't know which one. I, I think it might be Justin be, because he, like when he screams, he's a little bit better, and when he harmonizes with himself, it covers it up a little bit. But he is goddamn atrocious on this thing. Yeah. He sounds like he has like a, th- a sore throat, mm-hmm. and I want to give him like like a uh, what is it a Ricola? I want to I want to give him like a Ricola and a Sprite. Yeah, just to make sure and then give him a vitamin C tablet just to make sure he doesn't get sick. Yeah, because he just sounds disgusting on here. His harmonies again make it up a bit, but uh, a lot of this album like production wise is just generic yeah. like that's the worst thing i can say like literally it's like I-, I can't believe i keep on bringing up this reference but this is wwe theme music yeah this is just wwe <laughs> like that's what i get this shit's like shitty it's pseudo kind of like post new metal type punk it's that shitty area that punk like all generic punk somehow like falls back into it's this weird in-between place between melodic hardcore and pop punk and, like, it's that place that Rise Against, like, lives in, but have kind of, like, perfected at the same time. Like, they're still stuck in that shitty generic area, but, like, of all the generic bands, they're probably on top of it. Like, they've kind of mastered the element of just living in that shit and never trying to be anything else, not pretending they are anything else. You have, like, Bad Religion, which, like, unfortunately kind of created it, and then, of course, means they kind of got stuck in it, and they've just kind of been wallowing in their filth for, like, ever now it feels like but then you have anti-flag who like want to pretend they're so much better than that and have tried so hard in the past to rise out of it only you could say rise against it yeah sure (laughs) and then like just to be dragged back in by their own mediocrity every time so the politics on this are just the most basic but it here's again this is the best their politics have been in a while But here's the thing they are just so flat. And yeah. I, I've said this multiple times. Usually I say it for hip-hop albums. Yeah. Because uh, usually with conscious rap, which is like uninteresting conscious rap, things can be important, mm-hmm. but just because you say them doesn't make them interesting. Yeah. So like issues of like these Christian nationalists, they're bad. That's It's important. Yeah. But just because you say it doesn't make it interesting or important to the it, track. It's the There's con- no nuance. That's what yeah. I'm basically saying. Like, I don't get a sense of any personality. I just get like safe topics. Like, this reminds me of like just a, a bunch of demo- democratic candidates just yeah. like talking, this just is trying to pick the safest answer imaginable. Like the Christian National song is basically this album's version of the um, racist song, the one I keep telling you about. Can, from you, their last can you tell one. the audience about it? So the song "Racist" is from their last album, like American Fall, I think of those called. I don't give enough of a shit to actually remember the title of that album. <laughs> Because it's bad. Um, and like the song is called Racists, and it's super fucking generic. And its basic point is like the idea of it is supposed, it's in theory a good song because it's about like recognizing like racist tendencies that you wouldn't immediately like call racist. That's a good idea in theory. Point out microaggressions, point out like the things that are like inherent to our society that are racist that we just don't think about as being racist anymore because we're just so used to them. 
However, what they point out are the things everybody fucking knows is racist, except for really fucking stupid people who would never listen to anti-flag anyways. So, like, you have things that's like, I know a black guy and he's very articulate. That's an actual lyric from the song. Like, yeah, that's the whole, like, my friend's black, I can't be racist argument. We've heard that shit before. Like, that's, that's a dumb argument. This is what would happen if the fucking white people from Get Out made a punk song. <laughs> All right? I, I'm honestly amazed that I didn't hear, I would have voted for Obama a third time if I could. It wasn't a fucking lyric in the song, to be honest. It's a bad song. It's super generic. It points out things that nobody listening to your like album is gonna like be like moved by because they're obviously gonna fucking know this shit already. It's a preaching to the choir type of thing. At least with like crass, like they were trying to like actually get into like the finer points of like anarchy as a political movement and explaining this shit to people. This doesn't do that. This all of their politics are gonna preach to the choir because nobody's gonna fucking listen to a band who call themselves anti-flag and always have a fucking upside down American flag in the background of all their goddamn shit who isn't just gonna immediately just agree with whatever they're spouting because they don't challenge anything. They're not doing anything beyond basic liberalism. Yeah, uh some moments okay, a lot of this just blends together for me. Uh it is just so boring. It is uh the instrumentation's passable, sometimes the hooks are passable. I could see this being like again like WWE pay-per-view theme song music. Yeah. Because it's just so fucking generic and toothless. Um I think it's the track Un American where they go for a more folky vibe. Uh is that the track? Or is that you make me sick. No, you make me sick is the really shitty one. I'm pretty sure it's unbreak, uh, un-American. I think. Uh, goes for a more fakey vibe, and it is disgusting. It, it's truly disgusting. But then, because like that doesn't that style switch up does shouldn't happen at all. No. Shouldn't. Also, I was I do want to talk about you make me sick though. You make me. Here's the thing that I find hilarious about you make me sick. You make me sick is basically the exact same idea. As the fucking psychic warfare song from AJJ, except stupid, cliched, and completely uninteresting. Because like, whereas AJJ like has like a sense of humor about things, and it's like basically this like they're self-aware, yeah, self-aware with like how they're like talking about just like hating Trump so much and wishing he would fucking die, and just hoping to put out bad vibes enough to kill him. Their whole point is like, I don't like Trump, and he makes me sick when I think about him. <laughs> It's so. I don't like Trump, and it makes me sick. Like, it's the same basic idea, but presented with no humor, no like self awareness, no originality, and with the dumbest, fucking, most cliched thing I could think of, which is like, he makes me sick. Um. Uh, final track: Resistant Frequencies. It's a ska punk song. <laughs> It's the best but song that, on here. So we've talked about ska punk, and one thing I've repeatedly <laughs> talked about is how much I fucking hate ska punk. Trevor loves ska punk. He, Trev- he loves, he loves Trevor his third loves generation ska He yeah. loves his Lesson Jakes. He loves his uh, Real Big Fish. <laughs> I have been trying to get into ska punk a little bit more, um, and I've found some bands that actually really work for me. Um, we've talked about before, Operation Ivy. Yeah. I, I still can't get into Real Big Fish at all. I was able to do, like, Mustard container mustard top or something like that it's like from the same vein but like a little edgier like it's got a little bit more of like grit to it 
and I can handle that a little bit. I still can't. Beyond their Take On Me cover, there's not a single real that's, big that's, fish song I can listen to. That's a good cover. That's the best that's cover. That's a fucking great cover. Like, as much as I don't like real big fish, like, fucking kudos on that cover. That's a fucking amazing <laughs> cover. So, like, that's just my context going forward of just how I feel about Scott Punk. I don't like it, but I'm trying. I think it has a place. It has a place. I don't think it's all good. No, most yeah. of it's shit. Like, I don't like it, but I'm fucking trying to like it a little bit more than I do. And uh, so this final track, Resistant Frequencies, is a ska punk track. And it's uh, it's honestly the best track on here. Mm-hmm. It makes their dated, like, dated wokeness seem like it's from that era. Yeah. So it has a purpose. Because they are way too edgy across this entire fucking thing to be this old. They're, they're way too old to be this fucking edgy. Yeah. And to be this fucking bland. You think it, as you age, you would you would grow, you would have new thoughts, new profound ideas, and, and anti-flag just is thinking of shit I did when I was like eleven. Hey, they do have a new idea. They're finally directly referencing a politician. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. The sampling of Trump at the beginning is fucking terrible. Yeah. It is. It is. It is. Oh my god. So like sometimes when you critique Trump, mm-hmm. it is it is the best thing to do is. Be almost kind of like loose and lazy like him yeah. or else you're smearing shit on yourself because of the shit fight yeah uh so like yg's fuck donald trump is a great example of that mm-hmm. but like this is just like it is just so shitty and so loose that i think it exactly represents donald trump <laughs> not in a good way yeah. that it just doesn't it just doesn't know what the fuck it's talking about yeah and it's so fucking in its own head it, with yeah. no idea outside of any other context yeah, and here's the thing about this song. I didn't realize it until like my most recent listen to of that song, which is because it's was after the album I was listening to on the drive here, and then the album ended. And I was just stuck because I didn't want to grab my phone to like switch. And he's talking about like the idea of like, oh, back in my day, we would just beat the shit out of like a protester, and that'd have been the end of it. And I'm just like remembering all the facts of like the punk movement itself has always existed in this like state of protest, but. Back in the original days of punk, his good old days, punk bands were routinely had the shit kicked out of them by cops, and their response was to come back the next day with a anti-cop anthem and just keep doing the same shit they were doing before. It's like you could have had like an interesting song about the fact that like there is no like end to this. Like there will never be like a group that would like just be beaten down by him. Like this has never been a thing. This will never be a thing. Like we will never not stand down. You have an interesting concept behind that with that sample. Like, using the history of punk music and the history of, like, counter, like, fascist protism. And they don't. <laughs> they just don't do that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this album anymore. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Uh, it's bad. Uh, compared to one scale to 93 punks, it's not that bad. It's not 93 punks bad. It's not Sleeper Mods bad. Here's here's the, here's the how uh, I'm going to do it. Based purely on punk albums that I have personally reviewed on this channel. It is okay, not, Fantano. <laughs> it is not 93 punks bad. It's not Sleeper Mods bad. But it's worse than Bad Religion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's pretty relatable. It's e- right around there with Blink-182. Me too. That's what yeah. I was going to say. I think Blink-182 is a little bit worse. I think I the score I'm going to give it's a little bit lower than I gave Blink One Eight Two. I don't remember but what did I give Blink One I, I gave it like a three. I think, I think. I, as time goes on, I hate that like even more. Yeah. Um, but I guess final words. Something I've repeatedly said: um, this album is not a good album by any stretch of the imagination. It's a bad it, album. But it's, a, it's shockingly 
This is their best album in a while. <laughs> it's comparing and, a, a, like a one to a two. Yeah. Like this is a, this, it's a weird state for me because this is a band I don't have any nostalgic connection to. My nostalgia for this band is my hatred of this band. Like that's how I connect to this band. It's like, oh, remember when I hated them when I was younger yeah. and I still hate them now. That being said, every time I re-listen to this album, I hate it slightly less because like it shows me the idea of like progress for this band. Like maybe one day there'll be a shitty rise against knockoff. <laughs> like and so like this weird state where it's like this album's bad, but I appreciate the fact that they're actually showing growth. Or sorry, growth. They're showing grope. <laughs> they're showing growth and like a little bit of sense of maturing finally after fucking like two and a half decades of being making music. Yeah. Like it's way too little, way too late in the game for them. Cause like they only have like a handful of albums left before they just die old age. <laughs> but like, I appreciate the fact that like, this is actually like compared to their older shit. Like it's decent. Er, <laughs> I'm not going to say gooder or better, but it's more decent. <laughs> it's closer to being decent. Okay. And, like, there's moments on here that, like, are, like, don't actually, like, repulse me. Like, I think the, like, chorus on Hate Conquers All is actually one of the best chorus they've ever written. Yeah. Which is, like, it's terrifying that that's one of the best chorus they've ever written. So, like, it's so weird because unlike all their previous albums, like, I didn't thoroughly hate every single moment of it. There's, like, brief moments of, like, this isn't awful. Yeah. And I hate the fact that, like, this is a band that I've hated so much, and I see growth from them finally. A little bit. I hate that Just fact. Just a little bit. I think that makes me hate this album more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, keep my scores are futile and meaningless. meaningless. Let's never do that again. I don't like yeah. that. that. That freaks me out. Um, I, I do want to reiterate that one thing. It's not the politics of this album that, like, pissed me off. Like, a no. lot of people hate Anti-Flag because, like, oh, they're so political. Like, why can't they just <laughs> leave politics out of music? Which is fucking well, stupid. This, this is not the only uh, punk album reviewed yeah. negatively that has as that has politics that we've agreed yeah, with. Yeah, like... We agree with the politics of 93 Punk. Yeah, they were badly... Some, some of them. No, but, like, in the idea of, like... Yeah, the, like, the anti-like internment camps and, like, the yeah. general, like, anti-current It's American, just poorly written. It's just poorly made. Written. I Sleep for Mods is I agree. Pretty, yeah, I like their politics. I just hate the way they present them, yeah. musically speaking. Yeah. And, like, I agreed with the politics of Bad Religion. I just... It's a shitty album. <laughs> I agree with the politics of this. I just... It's bare bones fucking politics, I guess. It's like base minimal liberalism politics, which I am so fucking far left of basic liberalism that like it's almost insultingly like centrist at this point, like their politics are. And so like I don't disagree with their politics. Yeah. I don't disagree with the idea of politics being the music. My favorite punk band, my favorite band period is fucking Dead Kennedys. <laughs> Who, and like, they had the controversial opinion that soup is food. <laughs> it's good food, even. Oh, it's good food, yeah. But, like, and keep in mind, like, Dead Kennedys was, like, the first punk band to directly reference Reagan. Yeah. Like, politics and music is not something I have an issue with. I actually love it when there's, like, good politics and music. This is just not good politics and not good music. Well, it's not good politics. It's got not good... Uh, representation nuance, of politics not good nuance or yeah. any character or ideas it's just not, not good, good music. music uh keep in mind all scores futile and meaningless 
right now this is a it's a two. It's a two. It's a two. It's I just I just want to say because I feel like we've given a lot of negative reviews to like very leftist albums just because they're bad albums. No. But like at the same time, we also gave a really good review to Bad Breeding, who are just straight up an anarcho punk mm-hmm. band. And idols. And idols, which and are pretty leftist. Heavy Lungs. Heavy Lungs. Heavy Lungs just doesn't get super political that much, though. That's their fan of them. So, like, well, the, the, the politics of him actually being a blood brother to Joe Talbot. Yeah. <laughs> a physical blood brother. Yeah. Well, I don't know how that happens. The Jehovah's Witnesses would not approve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it yeah. for this week's episode of the Anthony and Todd Show. Um, Next week, hopefully... Uh, we don't have have uh, an album like this. But also, I don't know, I think sometimes bad music is good in yeah, the sense it of It makes like, me appreciate the... What bad punk music does for me, I and mean, that's why I, sometimes like I purposely tell you to review bad punk albums, is it makes me appreciate the good ones even more. Like, listening to a bad anti-flag album not only makes me appreciate my baby's first punk band but also makes me just appreciate like punk in general like a lot more i appreciate dead kennedys and crass and subhumans and conflict and i could list a ton of them forever and i'm not gonna do that i appreciate them so much more because of how good they are within the same genre field when i hear just someone who's just generic and shitty yeah same reason i made you review logic yeah except i hate logic but but for the reason is he's he's an artist of a generation Mm. he proved (laughs) It proves that if you visit a, if you stock a, a supermarket worker and you buy too many groceries that you need, one day you too will end up in a time paradox where a thousand of you are surrounding one girl who's slowly dying, and there's nothing you can do about it. Look, okay, that album does make me appreciate Speeding Bull to Heaven. Okay, I'll give it that. <laughs> Sometimes shit music can make you appreciate different shit music more than you originally did because it wasn't as shit. <sighs> That's it. Uh, we need f- a good punk album soon. We, we already did. We already did. That's that, folk punk. Yeah, folk punk. I mean, like, that's we the, need, that's we the need a good, like, punk punk, punk punk album. Like, a, not, like, folk punk, which I love We folk need a punk. CM Punk album. N- no. <laughs> but, like, we just need, like, a good, like, actual, like, gritty punk album. Yeah. Soon. Alter Bridge. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> because, like... Did, 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 did you hear Edge Return to the Ring? After, after years of... Uh, Spinal stenosis or whatever. I did not. And then his theme music still Alter Bridge. Of course it is. That's actually not. I had that album at one point. I did too. <laughs> I did too. I was like, here's 10. the fade though. I didn't watch WWE, so I don't even know how I came across the band. <laughs> All I know is I did, and somehow I found them, and I listened to their music, and I got the album. And I don't even remember how. That's sad. I think the song's called Mental English, so it's like cunniling us but with like a metal tongue oh i don't know i don't know i have no idea i'm assuming yeah. the christian rock band i think I, they are they're not i think they were on like a label that had a lot of christian rock no bands. they were they're all kind of like what evanescence happened like they weren't technically a christian rock band but like their label was like evanescence most, was on a christian label yeah like oh, one okay. their earlier albums were but like so they like were put in like a christian store and they're like this this doesn't make sense why are we here? alter alter bridge was part of another band i can't remember what it was i don't remember it was another shitty band um alter shitty or band. another shitty band came out of alter bridge here, the, no 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 no, no, no. Really... after their former band creed became inactive 
That's where they're from. Can you take me? It's made its return, and that Ultra Bird song is actually pretty okay for what it is. With arms wide open. That's it for this week's episode of Anthony and Tasha. Look, I just want a good punk band because I know that we have fucking Green Day coming up. No, that's good. That's going to be good. It's going to be so bad. It's going to be their metal machine music. So they're fig- figuring out a country. They're, they're not figuring out. They're fulfilling a contractual duty. And usually when that happens, it's always good. It's never just like trash that they put together just so they can get out of their contract. The album is called Father of All Motherfuckers. <laughs> It's pretty similar to Metal Machine Music-esque. Here's the thing. I'm expecting here's, some experimental here's, shit. Here's the thing that makes me actually like worry about, because I refuse to listen to any of the singles from this album because I fucking don't want to give Green Day any more of my time than they <laughs> already are getting. But like, I have people whom I know. I'm not going to call them friends. Acquaintances. Acquaintances. Well, one of them's like going to be related to me. So... Like somebody I'll be marrying into the family of. You'll be marrying that person? No, not that specific person. <laughs> but like, I have people who I know who like are fans of Green Day. And even like they are talking about like these singles, like they sound like shit. Like, and they sound like trash. Like, people who have been fans of them, like, through all of the garbage, including like that shitty album they like did, like the radio, whatever. The album cover of the radio is on fire. Oh, yeah. That wasn't their worst one. Their worst yeah. one was Trace. Yeah. Because that was three albums. Yeah. Like, even people have, like, listened to them throughout all yeah. of that garbage and, like, have still been fans and, like, even, like, a pr- liked those albums are like, yeah, this sounds terrible. I'm like, so either this is good because it's, like, not them and that's why they hate them or this is really fucking bad. Like, this is, it's, like, Blink-182's 9 level bad. Yeah. It, it's, it's, the, it's the second one. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, part of me is hoping it's just like awesome. And we, because it's only supposed to be like seven tracks or something like that. But part of yeah. me gets into it. It's just like, it's something fucking crazy. Like, how funny would that be? Like, the singles they talk about aren't even in the album yet. Yeah. It's just like some like weird experimental bullshit. It's but like, it's not going to be that because that's impossible. What but if that would be hilarious? That would be absolutely hilarious. Or what's hilarious is they tried their least on this and it's their best album since, since Dookie. Dookie. That would be funny. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Um, but it's gonna be bad. There's yeah. like, what if it's a ska punk album? I, that would that would be better. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, um, I'm always down for some ska pop. I know ska you punk, are. Even I've, some bad I'm, one. I'm trying to get into it. <laughs> uh, I think we need to end this, uh, so we can so we move on to more important topics like Silent Hill Revelations. See, now you've uncovered why I've been bullshitting for the past couple of minutes i you keep on doing this where you think like we're just not gonna do these things because we run out of time but that's not how it works i know it we gotta take the band-aid off so that's why if you want to follow the anthony and todd show you can follow us on twitter instagram facebook at anthony todd youtube.com for listening anthony and todd show Podbean, stitcher app podcast google play podcast spotify search the anthony and todd show in your favorite podcast <coughs> listening service you can find us at patreon.com for slash anthony and todd show and you find streamlabs.com for slash the Anthony and Todd show. And that is it. And if you want to sponsor us Just so we can get some money off this, you want to give us a nice sponsorship. Yeah, go deal. to big, that is big, B I G, meet, M E A T dot six oh four at liveleaks.org. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be good. 
I think I, I think we should get some live leaks. Yeah, <laughs> is, is, is live leaks the website that does um they show like the stuff that's too edgy for YouTube, like people dying and stuff like that, or is that the one? Is that the sex line? I have no it's idea. One of the two. But until next time, guys. I don't. I don't. I've been Vincent, that. and we're gonna figure out what live leaks is. Yeah. On our next episode of. <laughs> until next time, guys. You're not gonna say. No, nah, I'm Jonathan. Bye. Bye. Hopefully we'll find out what live leaks is. Maybe we, maybe we won't. Maybe if it's a phone sex line, we'll even call it live on air, which we won't because I'm not spending money for someone to talk dirty to me. See you guys next week. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to do it because I'm in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs>